back, everyone, to this edition, this podcast, better than Joe Rogan, better than something to wrestle with, and better than anything Woj could ever do. This is Courtside Heat, and I am alongside the master of ceremonies, the man, the myth, the legend, the CEO, and chief idea curator of CourtsideHeat.com and all things Courtside Heat. We got Josh. Josh, how are you, pal? I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing, that was very authoritative of you, Josh. <laughs> how you doing? I'm doing good. You have anything else to add to the people <laughs> out there? It's been a stressful, tense week. It really has. I'm pretty sure I've taken off about like seven to ten years of my life after watching this last week. Yeah, yeah, there was some interesting stuff out there. Lots to cover this week, guys. Sorry about the No Monday podcast. Life happens, and and it happened to us. We weren't able to get together on schedules, and so here we are giving you the double dose here on Friday, getting you ready for the weekend and everything that is coming up in the bubble. So much to talk about. Before we jump into everything, I want to start out by giving a special shout-out to the social media guy over at the Phoenix Suns. This guy has been the unequivocal MVP of the NBA restart. People were going crazy over his tweets, his comebacks. Yeah, he was just spot on, made everything the Phoenix Suns were doing a little bit more exciting. Ain't no, Phoenix did everything they possibly could. Uh, Brooklyn... Being Brooklyn, being Brooklyn, right? But the Fell Blazers will do what it is that they do. And look, you know, Memphis Grizzlies, I mean, they're just, I mean, they're dog meat. Um, so it really doesn't matter what it is they do. They've never been relevant as things go. Yeah, they probably have the rookie of the year, but I doubt if they're going to put up any fight to Portland. If they actually happen to get sweep past Portland, uh, LeBron and AD are just going to absolutely annihilate uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, but anyway, we're gonna get into all of that. So much to talk about before we get started today. Before we jump into the podcast, a good reminder out there: look, lots of sports websites. A lot of them, man, they go in a lot of different directions, and sometimes just to try to find some cool basketball stories, some cool behind-the-scenes stuffs, or retro looks at players and teams. That's almost impossible to find. Man, that's why CourtsideHeat.com is growing every day and leaps and bounds. So, guys, if you're a basketball junkie just like us, CourtsideHeat.com, killer. And then follow us on Twitter. Josh is always tweeting out. That's CourtsideHeat on Twitter. CourtsideHeat on Facebook. CourtsideHeat on Parlor. Parlor, kind of a cool place. It's growing and growing and growing. It's not all about politics, guys. There's a lot of things happening over on a parlor. And I believe on Instagram, Josh, tell me if I'm wrong. It's Courtside Heat NBA is your handle. You are correct. Thank you. I am good. So uh, I will get rid of the robot Josh here in a minute. We'll get Josh back. But hey, breaking story. Topic number one. Breaking news over the last couple days. What do you think the number one story coming out of the bubble was non-Phoenix Suns related? Oh boy, it would have to be the Spurs streak 
of 22 seasons straight making the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, pretty big deal in the sense of, of longevity. Of Look, it seems like everybody with a pulse, except the Phoenix Suns, gets into the, into the NBA playoffs. Uh, do I think Popovich is a good coach? No, I don't. Uh, but the one thing that Popovich has been good at for 22 years is managing egos. You know, he got his guy in David Robinson, the Admiral, who was a better leader. Then you got a spoff-spoken warrior in Tim Duncan. But along the way, you know, he's had to manage a lot of personalities, from Manu to Parker. Now, look, these guys aren't like Rodman, right? But they had to buy into Popovich's way of doing things. And it all starts at the top. He doesn't have the success of Phil Jackson. He couldn't even sniff Phil Jackson's jockstrap. But you got to give kudos to this nut job that for 22 years he's done something, um, you know, pretty spectacular. The interesting thing about it, right, I mean, he didn't seem too concerned. No, he wasn't heartbroken over it. He's like, that's the best time they played that year. That's what he said in the press conference after it. And it's not like he's fearing anything. And to be honest, the Spurs, they really did try. Yeah, the bottom portion of the West was, I mean, look, it was pretty interesting for the bubble. But let's call a spade a spade. Uh, the, the Spurs, not good all year. The Kings, not good all year. The Suns, for the most part, not good all year. Uh, the Fail Blazers, geez, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know what you make of this team with, you know, Old Man Mello. And, and Damian Lillard. I know everybody's high on Damian Lillard. I just, who did he ever be? What did he ever do? He hasn't done anything, and everybody acts like he's the second coming of something. And the truth of the matter is, they haven't played all, all together well uh, this year either. And again, Memphis, it's Memphis. They've, they've never been relevant in anything. So the West's a little bit weird. It was like uh, uh, the least of the have-nots getting in. Yeah, that that was like strange. Um, mo, oh, what was I gonna say? Y- yeah, it was very strange. Like, except for the Suns making like the bubble this big thing, te- some teams were already set, some teams were teetering, and it's like it was just going back and forth on these teams. Like, okay, you have these games, but then you have these games over here. That's okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So look, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I think for the most part, this is going to be, you know, kind of a feeding warm-up round for uh, the Lakers. We'll talk, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, LaPutz later on. Uh, but, yeah, look, um, you know, kudos to the Spurs, man. Just consistent. I mean, how many organizations in any sports league, you know, from the NHL to the NBA to the NFL. I mean, obviously, the NFL, you got the Patriots. You know, we'll see what happens to their dynasty this year, but... Not that many people can be that consistent for so long, uh, doing it in a relatively small market, uh, really not attracting very many uh, big free agents, not having the quote-unquote a real big three, although I think you can make your claim that Manu, Parker, uh, or Ginobili, Parker, and Duncan were probably the original big three, but whatever. Uh, going back, should have never lost to that Heat team, heat team from from year, years prior. So anyway, uh, look, kudos to them. 22 straight years making the playoffs. It's done. They'll, they'll retool. They'll rebuild. We'll see if the team looks the same with Aldridge and, and all these other guys 
uh, and kind of take it from there. Topic number two, we had an NBA go all WWE. It was like a battle royal. Brock Lesnar, Triple H. We got guys headbutting guys out there. Tell them, Josh. Yeah, do not make Giannis mad. Whatever he was, whatever he was frustrated, he took his anger out on Mo Wagner. And who who's Mo Wagner? Plays for the Wizards. Like, who's the Wizards anymore? Honestly. Besides John Wall and Bradley Beal. All right, keep going. Be, but yeah, up against, he just headbutt one of the Wizards player. Mo Wagner took a pretty gnarly shot to the head. It's like in between like the neck and head. Yeah, Giannis. Um, uh, I don't know what you're thinking there, pal. Right? Um, you're getting ready for the playoffs. Luckily, because the NBA is basically fixed, uh, you know, they're only going to suspend a game. They know it was pretty much harmless because it didn't wasn't very good optics, but you're supposed to be better than that. Right now, if you bust your nose or something happens to you and your team suffers more because of Mo Wagner, please. Topic number three, speaking of soft, somebody is going to miss the start of the playoffs. Who would that be, Josh? Russell Westbrook of the Rockets. Yeah, he's going to be missing some time at the start of the playoffs. The reason why is because of a strained quadriceps muscle injury. It was being reported that he was playing through this injury in the NBA bubble. Well, here's the thing. Without Russ, the best you got now is Harden and Rivers. And now you're just going to have to play through that. Now you just got to hope that Russell Westbrook just plays out a few games, like two, like three to four games, if that, because you don't want that extending further. Prediction. I think the Rockets get into a better offensive system and groove without Russ. And uh, I think they'll 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 probably miss his playmaking, but they got enough guys on that team uh, with Harden and supporting cast that know how to put up shots, that know how to get their shots. Remember, this is you know eight seconds or less Mike D'Antoni offense. This is not an offense with a tremendous amount of movement. This is run. This is gun. I think they're going to be just fine. Russ 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 book is what you know. He is um, a better scoring version of Carmelo Anthony. Guys that put up lots of stats probably won't have any hardware to go with it. But look, from the Rockets' perspective, that hurts, right? And again, we talked about it. Short break, a lot more potential for injuries. Right. But hey, you're going to miss that passing. You have to admit, he is a good passer. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. You can't can't, um, diminish that. But here's one thing. Isn't it funny when, I believe Westbrook was out like a few games ago, that's when Rivers had his 41-point career high? So he can, he can score. Yeah, I mean, Austin Rivers, he is who he is. He's, he's a role player, he's a bench player. He could become streaky, he could become interesting at times, but for the most part, he is what he is. And um, he'll be an NBA journeyman, he'll probably stick around 15, 16 years, He'll never live up to his dad, Doc Rivers, and what he did in the NBA as a player. But I'm not I'm not entirely sure that he has to. So, look, this is going to be pretty interesting. We're going to talk more about Russ uh, as we get updates. Check, you know, twitter.com forward slash courtside heat at courtside heat. We'll have all the health updates right then and there. All right. With the playoffs coming up. 
there seems to be a little bit of confusion. So how do the playoffs work this year, Young Jedi? Okay, so here we go. It's going to be a little bit more wacky on the other side because you have, now you have a ninth seed team able to contend for the playoffs because we're having an in-play tournament between the 8th and the ninth seed to see who ultimately take the 8th seed to play the Lakers. And how many games is that? Um, yeah, it's, it's a three-game series. It's best of three, nine versus eight, right? Memphis versus Portland. First, you know, first team to two wins, yeah. they're going to get that that overall eight seed. So, yeah, the in-play tournament, let alone, will be interesting with the two teams on it. I get the concept behind the playing tournament. I think it will work out, but do you want to see that again? Well, look, here's the reality. You have two teams... Neither of which can play defense. You have six people in Memphis that actually watch basketball that can probably spell basketball. Uh, Portland has been a joke of the NBA for years. They were called the Portland Jailblazers because the overwhelming percentage of their team was always in trouble with the law, i.e. Clifford Robinson. I'm talking to you. Uh, So, look, nobody wants to see these two teams, Uh, and that's the shame of it. That's the shame of the Suns really losing. This isn't us, you know, rooting for the Suns, although that's there. But if you would have had an 8-0 Suns team going up against Memphis, and then they mow down Memphis because Memphis is exactly who people think they are, you know, a paper 8th seed uh, sort of thing. LeBron and AD versus Devin, DeAndre uh, Aiden, that would have been an interesting matchup. Would the Lakers have won? Yes, they would have. Could the Suns have made it entertaining and interesting? Yes. Does anybody outside of the six people in Memphis actually want to see Memphis versus the Lakers? No. Nobody cares. Nobody cares in Memphis. Nobody cares outside of Memphis. Nobody cares. Adam Silver probably doesn't even know that Memphis has a franchise, right? So the reality of it is that that's kind of what we're dealing with on that end. So, yeah, pretty interesting stuff. Anything else about the the playoff seeding that uh, you want to talk about? I actually wanted to talk about if the playoffs will be played by rounds or by game or series. Okay. Okay, so once the 16 teams are set for the playoffs, it'll be like the traditional way. With the best of seven rounds for each of the four rounds, right? So nothing new there. They're going to keep the same old concept the way they've been doing it forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, once the 16 teams are settled, look, it's business as usual. I kind of like the play-in series. I think uh, it adds a little drama. It's like uh, the winner-take-all wildcard game in Major League Baseball. You know, it gives another city, another franchise, you know, after 162 long, brutal season, another opportunity to catch fire. You just never know. I, I think the NBA was delighted that somebody went on an 8-0 run. Are they delighted that it was Phoenix? Who knows, right? Uh, again, the, 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 the average viewership for their TV right now is absolutely in the toilet. Nobody's watching the NBA for a myriad of reasons. But uh, that did help it. I think it's interesting. I think it's something they should do. 
Uh, wouldn't surprise me moving forward, just as a G whiz, uh, that Adam Silver doesn't reseed completely and forget kind of the Eastern Conference, Western Conference. I myself would think that'd be an absolute mistake, uh, but who knows? So let's talk about it. Talk about the crazy final day, my man, you know, before the playoffs. Oh, my. Yesterday was a really crazy game. And to start off about the Nets against Trailblazers game. Okay, I'm just going to jump to the end real quick. Why would the Nets waste all those seconds to take a bad shot and leave no time for rebound? You cost yourself the game. Well, Levert, look, he was the only hot hand, really, for for Brooklyn. So the reality of it is he was going to take the last shot. Like you, I would have you know, called a set play, see if you got the look that you wanted. If you didn't, foul fast. You're only down one. Right now, again, for Portland, I get it. Uh, for Brooklyn, you know they're they're just kind of playing for pride. They're, they're they already know where they're going, what they're doing, right? So I mean, uh, I get it. Great game overall. Nobody played defense. What was it, seventy two sixty seven at halftime? <laughs> Nobody played defense. Uh, at Dame, you know, Lil, Dame, Damian Lillard, you know, forty two points. Does what he does. He did have a sick logo shot, though. But we haven't seen a lot of him. Big deal. Devin Booker had one. No, but I know what you're saying. No, it, yeah. it was good. Look, the last seconds were good. The game was compelling. It was back and forth. Big leads on both sides that were kind of squandered away at one point. I mean, it looked like Brooklyn was going to absolutely positively walk away with the game. And then, you know, they they just absolutely folded like a cheap house of cards. That yeah, because they were, they were on once up by 10 points when I was watching. Then the Portland Trailblazers gone with C.J. McCollum. Dan Lillard gone in the groove. I don't know where Carmel Anthony was, but who cares? Because when you have those two guys on the hot hand, they're locked in. You're not going to be able to stop them. It would have been more interesting to see if it was going to be like Kevin Durant and Kyrie up against those two. That would have been made a little No, that wouldn't have made it interesting. Brooklyn would have absolutely annihilated them. Mm-hmm. I mean, those two, those two chuckleheads are absolute head cases. There's no doubt about it. But the one thing that they can do and can do well is play the game of basketball. It'll be interesting to see. what I, I just don't think there's enough pieces there in Brooklyn yet to make it interesting, uh, assuming that we ever see Durant back at 100%. Uh, look, uh, kind of the topic number two, the craziness of the final day in the NBA bubble, we already talked about you know Memphis holding on to a playoff spot, kind of back their way into it. I think it was kind of ironic from uh, a Phoenix Suns perspective that basically, you know, uh, Eric Bledsoe being the piece of garbage that he's always been, at least when he was with the Suns, uh, he couldn't hit, you know, the Pacific Ocean with a shot. (laughs) And, um, yeah, one of the main reasons why, you know, Milwaukee lost that game. Yeah, but you also got, now, doesn't it make it interesting that Milwaukee couldn't win that game because there was no Giannis? But now imagine, imagine if Giannis was there, what it would have been like. Because Memphis... We don't have that conversation. Uh, Phoenix is in. Because uh, Milwaukee wins. Phoenix wins that night. It wouldn't matter what Brooklyn and Portland did. Uh, and we'd be talking about, you know, the next matchup, which is, is which is what we care about. But you're right. Not, not having, I mean, not having Giannis was just, you know. Yeah, because the two really stunk in Milwaukee... 
That game would have been Lopez and Bledsoe couldn't have hit a shot for their lives. Lopez and his brother. Unbelievable. Good for them. Good for them. But look, they know where they're going too. It's only a big deal uh, from, a, from a rooting answer. So, uh, yeah, uh, good luck, Memphis. You will need it. <laughs> Uh, and, and enjoy John Morant when you can because he's actually going to leave and go to a real NBA city the first contract opportunity that he gets. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the story of the bubble. We've touched on it a few times. Look, what else could they do? They really can do anything. They played it perfectly. Oh, made no mistake. The hot hand was on down Booker's side. He was making headlines, making shots, had several 30-point games. Look, this man was shooting everything perfectly. Look, look like me out there. Oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves no. right there. No. We, we just did. Uh, that was just really sickening because you have the Suns. They did everything. It just came down to that one night, that one game. They couldn't play any better. The team was um, meshing. The chemistry was there. Cam Johnson... Um, Payne was also there hitting his shots. Devin Booker stole it. DeAndre Ayn was being the big man getting the boards. Rubio was passing excellent, excellent, uh, was passing. Easy for you to say excellently. (laughs) (laughs) I'm struggling. (laughs) We disregard that. But yeah, what else could we have done? It was just bad timing on that last game. The Nets had one job and they blew it. Well, it's because, you know, who you're rooting for. But no, I mean, look, uh, they did everything they were asked to do. Nobody ever thought people were questioning why let the Phoenix Suns in. They were four back, eight games to play. It's an absolute virtual impossibility. The fact that, it, you know, they went undefeated, came down to a last second shot. Kudos to Monty Williams and his staff. Kudos to Devin, Booker's and all, uh, Devin Booker and all the guys. Look, if this is a glimpse at the future for Phoenix Suns, yeah. The sun will rise, and the phoenix will rise again. So, yeah, trust me, this isn't the suns from, you know, five years ago. This is, and I'm not saying this is the Charles Barkley, Kevin Johnson, Dan Marley suns either, but I think this is a unique suns team. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens uh, when it happens this fall. Let's jump into it. Your first prediction, sure to go wrong. Break it down, big boy. Talk about the playing tournament. Give us your pick so we can all bet the opposite. Okay. It, th- this cannot go wrong. I have calculated everything out right. Yes, I did that. These are not predictions sure to go wrong. These are predictions sure to go right for once. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So, as you know, the top three finals for the MVP was Giannis, Harden, or LeBron. Now, here's the we're not talking about that. We're not? No, we are talking about, as I so eloquently put, I said, talk about your pick for the play-in tournament and who's going to win. Okay, I can't say you're talking about the awards. I said you said I, awards. I never said awards. I never said most valuable play. I said nothing. I said, <laughs> tell the people, tell the plebeians, the great unwashed about the play-in game, play-in series, and who's going to win Apparently, you're a part of the Great Arm Watch, <laughs> so go speak to your people. Okay, I, uh, I made a tremendous mistake. I saw you said award. This is why you do the opposite of what he says. <laughs> Talk about that play-in game tournament. Who's going to win with your first prediction to go wrong? 
Okay. Talk about the Pine Tournament. Blazers against the Grizzlies. Let's be honest. Grizzlies have Dylan Brooks and John Moran. You're basically putting them in a handicap match with Lillard, Melo, Nurich, and uh, McCollum. 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 Thank you. Here, here's the thing. The, the Grizzlies are going to get steamrolled. This is basically like a slug on like a handicap match that's going to go epically wrong. The Blazers are going to fire all cylinders against them. They could just sweep them. I think they are going to sweep them. Maybe Grizzlies might win one game out of pure luck. But with, but with everything that's been going on. You're taking Portland? Yes. Uh, that means bank on it. Take your mortgage payment. <laughs> take all the money out of the bank. Put it on Memphis. That's where we are. I know I'm going for Memphis then. No, you can't change it now. But why can't I change it now? All right, let's talk about the list of coaches of players who are the top three finalists for each of the NBA awards. This is where we're going to talk about MVP, and you're probably going to be wrong on this one as well. Okay, now since we're talking about the right topic, I can get back into the flow of things. Excellent. Uh, okay, so as I was saying before, the MVP... Um, has three finalists, Harden, Giannis, and LeBron. Allow me to say that LaPutz isn't even the MVP of the Lakers, but go ahead. Okay, yeah. How can you be the MVP of the league when you're not even the MVP of your own team? I say I'd rather take AD over LeBron. I know it's. I know people are going to be singing I'm an idiot, but it's true. AD yeah, but they think more. that anyway, so it's okay. Go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> okay. James Harden. James Harden's good, but... It's it's Giannis or LeBron. You remember, like, during the regular season, like, way back, like, six, seven months ago, we were all having the MVP conversation for Giannis and LeBron. I think it's truly against Giannis and LeBron. I think with the momentum Giannis has been having, the way he's been playing, outscoring LeBron, out-rebounding LeBron, and just being a more dominant force and more fan favorite this year... I think Giannis is going to win. Mark it down. Prediction sure to go wrong. LeBron James, your MVP because the NBA is fixed. Rookie of the year, we got Ja Morant, Kendrick Nunn, whoever that is, in Zion Williamson, and basically the NBA did this whole eight-game thing and play-in thing so the Pelicans could actually make the playoffs, but they forgot that he was as soft as wet toilet paper. So... Rookie of the year, who you got? Hands down, Zion Williamson. That yes. is ridiculous. Now, no, here's why. Zion's been the fans' favorite. Zion has been what everybody's been talking about, what, what experts have been saying was going to win rookie year, coming in after his knee surgery, coming into the league, being dominant. Even I believe even in the NBA bubble, people were still leaning towards Zion Williamson. John Moran, yes, he's good, but no one's been talking about him. He's on the Memf- he's on the Memphis Grizzlies. He's not going to get that much push. And who is your pick? Zion. So, with predictions sure to go wrong again, it will be John Morant. Uh, Zion Williamson, like all Duke players or all show, no-go, the best Duke player ever to play in the NBA. Look it up for yourself with the stats. It's Christian Leitner. And it's not even, well, actually, it's probably Grand Hill. I'll go Grand Hill, then Christian Leitner. But they're all soft. Uh, they were all major college stars that couldn't, you know, look at Brandon Ingram. Kyrie, kinda. Grand Hill, fragile. 
you know, Danny Fair. I mean, look at all these guys. David Cherokee Parks, uh, Abdul Abdul Mabi, like all these guys. Bobby Hurley. I mean, nobody did anything. R.J. Barrett. They're like who? Right. So he we plays still on the time. Knicks. It's not his fault. I'd rather be on the Knicks than Memphis or this guy Kendrick Nunn. No, no. I I'd rather be on the Grizzlies than the Knicks. The Knicks are trash. They've been yeah. trash since Patrick and left. Defensive Player of the Year. We got Giannis, AD, and Rudy spreading the COVID everywhere he goes. Go Bear. Yeah. Thanks, Rudy. It was all your fault for touching all those microphones. Really appreciate you for cutting. You know what's funny? Funny. Ha ha. Jerk off. <laughs> Rude four moms. Okay. Your who's your pick? Anthony Davis. Perfect. And your defensive player of the year, Rudy, Rudy. Gobert. Prediction sure to go wrong. Your six man. Wait, what? What happened about y'all? Montrell Harrell. Oh that. Dennis Schroeder, and skip to my Lou Williams. Who's your six man of the year? I'm gonna have to say, Montrez Harold. Harold. Uh, yeah, you're wrong again. It's going to be Lou Williams. Prediction sure to go wrong. Josh O for everything. Your most improved player, Bam Adebayo, oh Luka Doncic, Brandon Stringbean Ingram. Oh, Bam Adebayo all the way. Yeah, I can I'm with you on that one. I really am. I I you know I like Luka, but I, I mean I can't say he's more improved from last year to this year than what Bam has done. You know, Bam's an extraordinary player. It's too bad he plays for, you know, Miami. Uh, but, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I think I yeah. think the prediction is sure to go wrong may actually go right. Coach yes. of the year, Budenholzer, that putts. Billy Donovan, uh, great, great basketball player. Played at Providence under Rick Pitino. Played in the NBA. He's a Hall of Fame college coach at the University of Florida. Why he jumped to these idiots? I understand it's the money over in Oklahoma, but you want to talk about dysfunctional and Nick Nurse, and you know who cares about Nick Nurse? Although, again, schedule better without Kawhi. Who do you got? I got Nick Nurse. Yep, prediction sure to go wrong. It is most definitely Billy Donovan, and it's not even close. It's probably going to be close, but it's not going to be close. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited. Uh, you had some good picks in here, so. Talk to me. What are we talking about? What's what? What? what where are we at? What? Where? How do we want to wrap this thing? We got the people on here. What is your your final words? And before we go, before he gives us his final brilliant basketball insights and takes, allow me to once again the best in basketball coverage, courtsideheat.com. Social media, it seems like it's going 24-7 from Courtside Heat. It's happening at Twitter, at Courtside Heat. Instagram, at Courtside Heat MBA. On Facebook, Courtside Heat. Facebook's a lot of fun, guys, because longer conversations where you can actually explain yourself, you know, above a certain amount of characters can happen. A lot of sick videos, a lot of really good stuff happening over at Facebook. Parlors, Courtside Heat. And as always... I've gone this entire podcast without shilling one thing, and it's killing me inside. Uh, Courtsideheat.com slash store. It is in fuego right now. From the best of starting lineup, action figures, to cards, to books, 
to DVDs, to whatever it is you could possibly think of sports-related. It is moving fast. It's happening on Macari. Look up Courtside Heat on Macari if you guys like using Macari. You can also do it on the Courtside Heat store. It is happening there. Josh, the basketball swami. Leave the plebes with some information. Food for thought. Things that are going to get them fired up for the weekend. And the next big basketball story. Well, here we go. As you know, there's no more games on the weekends. But starting, I believe, on August 17th, we will be having the playoffs. That's going to be really exciting. Just to see where teams are at. That's where the real competitiveness is at. The real, um, where everybody will shine. We'll be seeing top level competitive from all these players. Top scoring. Maybe even some more defense. <laughs> if there's any left in this league. And we have TJ Warren for the Pacers. Oh, please. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you. He's uh, underrated on the Pacers. He's showing a great deal of... Um, characteristics on that team, like shooting, passing, rebounding. Like, what more can you ask? Even T.J. Warren's family <laughs> doesn't like him <laughs> as much as you do. I mean, it's amazing. But yeah, so the playoffs coming up. That's just something to keep your attention on because that's where everybody wants to be. That's where everybody's locked in, <laughs> zeroed in, serious. That's where everything goes away. All the distractions. It's just basketball from here on out. The goal, the road to the NBA Finals is here, and it's going to be better than ever. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting kickoff to the playoffs. We're going to have everything flowing out of the website and social media. And as always, this podcast is all about you guys. As you're listening to the podcast, you hear it on SoundCloud. Yes, we are going to get it on the other platforms. Uh, we just don't feel like it right now. You'll find us. We don't find you. And... But if there's topics you want us to cover, whatever it is, drop it in Twitter, drop it in Instagram. We've got really cool stuff happening over Instagram with whatever it is that Instagram does. It's got all these stories and this, that, and the other thing. I don't know what it's called. I don't really care. Instagram's for a bunch of putzes anyway. But Courtside, he's very cool on Instagram. Guys, that is it. We should be back on Monday with our over the weekend, past weekend review We hope to be, if not, we'll be back this Friday. But whatever it is, keep on dribbling. Watch the games. We'll see you on the site. We'll see you on social media. Take care. Until next time, everyone.